Good luck with the work. Welcome back to the Girls Gone Wild podcast. Thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. This week, our sponsor is Double Under Wonder. The discount code is JOY. Please support our sponsors and you're supporting our podcast. That's doubleunderwonder.com. The discount code is JOY. This week on the show, we have Nikki Brazier. Man, Nikki and the Girls Gone Wild podcast go back. I'm going to post the link to the episode she did with us on the Girls Gone Wild podcast a few years ago. But uh, she just had a baby. She reported on the CrossFit Games. She is a reporter. She's a sideline reporter. She's amazing. She's been doing that gig for quite some time. You can find her at Reporter Nicole on Instagram. But we have such a special relationship because every time we'd go to the games, we would try to find her and we'd meet up with her. And that's truly how our friendship began was, I believe she was listening to the podcast and then we met her while she was reporting at the CrossFit Games. This was back in Carson. And we just became friends. And we've been following each other ever since and touching base every year at the CrossFit Games. She's such a nice person, such an amazing human. So we wanted to get together on this episode specifically and talk about her decision to have kids. Now, we've talked quite some time on multiple episodes about this topic, and we understand that it's not always a choice of whether or not to have kids. So if you're sensitive to that discussion, I just wanted to bring that up first and foremost, because I realize that it is not always just an easy choice, or it is not something that you always have control over. But in this instance, Nikki and I, when we last talked on the podcast, she was very much a no on having kids. And so I really wanted her to come on the show and talk about the thought process because it's a good example of of one example of how you change your mind. And I'm someone who hasn't changed her mind and I'm 44 and I'm not going to have kids in this lifetime. So we talk a little bit about that and then we kind of go off a lot of tangents and there are some curse words in this episode. So please take note if you have sensitive ears listening to the show and we talk about Vegas, we talk about makeup. It takes some some great turns. It's a wild ride. I would expect nothing less. Here's the episode with Nikki Brazier. But I want to bring you back to Girls Gone Wad and I want to like remin- reminisce about uh, the first time we recorded. Do you remember that? Absolutely. I think a lot of our conversation was about not wanting kids. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to catch up because I, I could Google this and I haven't, whatever, I'll look it up. I'll link it in the show notes. But we recorded, I don't know, 2016, maybe for the Girls Gone Wild podcast. I remember you were visiting and we recorded like outside a coffee shop with like my little like travel recorder. Yeah. I'd never and- seen a Zoom before. I was like, what is this? Yeah, it was really great. So let's talk about that. What have you been? Do you mind talking about that? Because here's the thing. No. Okay, good. Um, I should have asked you that before we like (laughs) officially started. But so so here's the thing. Like listeners have asked me that question since we started podcasting is like, what made you decide to not have kids? Claire, what made you decide to have kids? And I want to be clear that like when people ask that question, they're not asking from a place of like, why aren't you having kids? They aren't asking in that way. So I just want to make that clear that we're not having this from a discussion of like, we're just getting bombarded with that question. It's just more like people really do struggle with that question. And when people come to me and Claire and ask that question, what made you decide to have kids or not have kids? 
they're mostly asking because they themselves are struggling with that question. So that's what I want to make clear. People aren't bombarding us with pressure to have kids or not have kids. It's just a, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help? Can you just talk about it and let me hear your thought process? So that's that's what I wanted to go disclaimer. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I, it's so interesting because at the time, the first time we recorded, wait, can I swear on this podcast? I need to ask beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Don't censor myself then. We have that problem on because John puts our things on YouTube and yeah. But it changed recently. It changed. Now you can have a I don't know what they don't consider a gratuitous amount of swearing, but now you Oh, can is there like a level of swearing that you can Yeah, YouTube draws a line somewhere. I don't know if it's like you can't say the C word. I have no idea. I just, yeah. I, know, I have no idea. But, oh well, it's okay. fine. I, I try to like censor myself a little tiny bit and I I'm waiting for the day that we get in trouble for not putting explicit explicit on our podcast because we don't. <laughs> and right. re- but I still say we can swear. But the reason I don't do that is some people do have a setting on their podcast that they won't get the podcast downloaded if there's like a no explicit on their feed, but they still want the mm-hmm. podcast. So I'm like, hey guys, just know that there's going to be some swear words. Okay, great. I understand. So continue. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> that's actually very good to know because I don't want you to get flagged for it. No, you're totally good. I, and because I dish was I, on I, the show and. Yeah. Wouldn't shut her mouth. Okay, good, 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 good. We're all good. We'll just give a disclaimer up front to anyone listening with, you know, earmuffs needed on the ears, then please continue. Um, Okay, so sorry, back to your original question. No, I I, uh, also, I used to feel that question um, all the time because I was pretty vocal and very adamant about not wanting kids, not wanting a family. um, And my husband was the same way. So, you know, when we met and got together, we both were not interested in having a family. We got married knowing that we didn't want a family. I really just wanted and still want, by the way, this is not different, just like a farm full of dogs, like 27 dogs. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do too. I'm just like, please let that dream come alive. I think at some point in my life, I just want to go work for canine companions and be surrounded by dogs all day. You know, when they bring a regional training center to Colorado, it's going to happen or I'll move to Colorado or California. But anyway, yeah. Before, I, let me interject. When did you meet your husband? How old were you guys? Uh, yeah, I was young. I was 20. I had just turned 22, I think, um, when we met. I used to be a TV news anchor and I went to college for journalism. And like when you work in TV news, you kind of you have to go wherever the job is. So you like leave college and you get your first job in a little podunk town where you get to make all your mistakes. And, you know, no one's hopefully posting your bloopers on YouTube yet. And then you can work for a couple of years, go somewhere else, work for a couple of years, go somewhere bigger, bigger, bigger until you end up in the market of your dreams or you leave the business because it's a bullshit business. I want to get and back to that. Like I did. <laughs> like I did. I would <laughs> like to get back to that. Yeah. Deal, deal. Um, but after college, I moved to Bangor, Maine, which was is a small city uh, four, four and a half hours north of where I was living in Boston. Um, and that's where he was living, too. So that's where we met back in, oh, 2010. 2010. Yeah. And I just turned 22. Okay. So you're 22. He was, he's around the same age as you. He's 27 at the time. So okay. Seven. He's like six <laughs> years older than me. Okay. Five and a half years older than me. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, when you got together and then you got married, how much longer after you were dating? Did we have kids? No. When, how, oh, no, when did you get how married? Long I- yeah. We dated for two years and we were engaged for almost two years until we got married. Um, and that long engagement period, I recommend to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. your sweet time and plan the wedding of your dreams and do not be stressed out. And don't no. like 
don't like get engaged and look for a dress the next day. I mean, by all means, like if it's fun for you to go on Pinterest and whatever, whatever, do it. Um, but like give yourself some time to like Google all the things and make all your appointments and like, God, weddings are such a racket. Now, if you don't have two or three years to plan them, you're not going to get what you want. You're going to compromise on. I don't know what I would do. I'm one of those people that's like, I can't believe that weddings have turned into what they are now. Uh I, I know I've told this story before on the podcast, but I got my wedding dress. I was having it made by a friend who was a seamstress and we were going to design it together. (gasps) And it, didn't turn out the way I wanted it, meaning it was just the style. I just didn't, I ended up not wanting that style. I was just like, this doesn't seem like the style that I want. 10 days before my wedding is when I decided this. So just a hot tip that you can find, (laughs) you can find the wedding of your dreams or the the dress of your dreams 10 days before the wedding. I will never forget. I was on my birthday, 2008, September 10th. I woke up, called my mom in tears and I was like, mom, I can't wear this dress. I need to find a new one. I called my best friend who had like the perfect place because I knew she got her dress at this great place downtown Denver. And they had like same day you could just walk in off the rack, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And we raced down to that store, like stocked it until it opened. And I was like, I need a wedding dress. I'm getting married in 10 days. Pick the third dress. Try down three dresses. The third one was perfect. Didn't need any alterations. No. Just needed like a button moved a little bit more, which is was an easy fix. And I was like, good to go. Didn't need the hem. Didn't need like it was the most perfect scenario. Oh my God. God, I'm like sweating thinking yeah, about yeah. that day for you. Oh my gosh. It, but it was just like, what What a great day. What a great day. I was like, it's my birthday and I need to find a dress because I don't want to wear the one that I was going to wear. Uh-uh. Anyway, yes, take your time. And so you were what, like 28 when you got married? No, I was like 26. 26. Okay. So you were 26. Yeah, yeah. He was like early 30s. Yeah. And I always say like either either late 20s or at least 30 to get married because you just grow into such different people. Like oh my such God. I was a people. child. I yes. was a baby. And I like, look at like 22, 25, 26 year olds now. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I was rough. It's rough. I was not it's a ready. Rough world. I was, yeah. 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 And they're just, they're children. They're babies. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. Child. Okay. So you got married and then, okay. So you, that, I just want to kind of a little backstory of like your relationship too, because I yeah. think that matters as well. And it does, you know, not everyone has like a ton of time to plan when you have a kid and the timeline and so on and so forth. So at the time when you guys were dating and got married, talk about that narrative of not wanting to have kids and where you guys were at with that. You know, it's funny. I never pictured myself with a family, even from a very young age before I met my husband. It's not like we came together and we were like, what are your aspirations? Let's figure it out. Like I knew I was very like headstrong going into that relationship being like, look, you know, I'm here in this town where I don't want to be forever. I'm going to be here for two or three years. I'm going to work out my contract and I'm going to end up in Boston, on the news with or without you. So if you want to come on this ride with me, like I was very upfront. If you want to come on this ride with me, like, let's go. You're you're more than welcome. Um, but I, I don't want kids and I do want my career to be this, that, and the other thing. And, and, you know, this is important to me. And I think it's interesting to note that like, you know, some people are born maternal. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are born just like thinking. And my mother was one of these people. She yeah. grew up wanting so two kids, a boy yeah. and a girl. And I think that's a beautiful thing. This is not, this is not shit on anyone who, you know, and it also does not. It's just different. It's just it's totally just different. different. And yeah. I was the same exact way. My mother's the same way. My, my mom is totally. the most, most maternal human you will. I mean, kids just flock to her. She's one yeah. of those people that like is a natural 
mom to every child on earth. And I think I think you <laughs> can be an incredibly like maternal-ish or like caring human. Like I'm the mom of our friend group, right? Like I take care of all my friends and I plan all of our things and I pack extra snacks for them. And like, I have those vibes anyway. I just don't like kids, period. <laughs> I, I, n- I never have. They're just yeah, you're like, sticky I'm not and smelly and annoying towards- and loud. And like, I've yeah. never, I've been perfectly happy saying that out loud. It's true. I never had, I didn't even like playing house when I was a kid. Like, I didn't like pretending that there was like a baby around. Nikki had, had her own change. show as a child. She's like, this is the Nikki show. And I Hi, am running chef. my own business at six. Yeah. And I still, by the way, I still live in that show. <laughs> the love world it. is still the Nikki show. I love it. I'm like listening to you, like your friend made your wedding dress. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I went to Kleinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been like this. It's just, just, I'm a Leo. Like, it is what it is. Yep. Um, yep. And so, yeah, so he was also had like a lot of wanderlust. He grew up in the middle of nowhere in northern Maine on the border of Canada. And one of those towns that like most people don't leave. So like his whole family is still there. People get married to their high school sweethearts, settle down, have, have kids and families very young. And he traveled, lived in the Virgin Islands, you know, went to school down here in Rhode Island, like was was far away from all that. And so that was a journey that he was willing to come on or at least willing to explore with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and things did not begin to change until we had already been together for three, four years. So you knew that it was not something that you both wanted. You right. You both knew that like this is not in the cards for us, we are okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was, he was not as adamant about it as I was, but when I brought that to him and I was like, I don't think I want kids. I think I want a lot of dogs and a lot of money. Uh, he was like, cool, I can I can get down with that. That mm-hmm. works for me too. And I'm just thinking of my own relationship with Scott where we when we got married, we were kind of the same way. We never closed the door entirely uh, because we weren't uh, – something. there was something – a little bit too final to be like, absolutely not. No, but we were definitely like, yeah, let's just check in in a few years, see where we're at. So what started shifting the tides for you guys? Yeah, you're more or more open than I was. I was very fine and and final. Yeah. And I was okay with that. And I'm, I think I should say out loud that I'm lucky I didn't have pressure. Do you have pressure from your family at all? Not at all. I, the the pressure, yeah, I, the pressure that I felt was just self-imposed because I felt my mom, I'm the only daughter of my mother. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, but my brother has three kids and, you know, but I felt like this, oh, but there's going to be nothing like a mom, uh, you know, a daughter, having a child and that type of thing. So I felt guilty, but I had a conversation with her once about it because it was just eating me up. I was like, mom, I feel really bad that I'm not having kids. Like that you don't have that experience. And she's like, oh my God, I don't, you're amazing. Like you're an amazing person. And we, we love you no matter what you do. Like we think that you have just exceeded and blown out of the water all expected. Like she was just so gracious about it. And I just I had to like resolve myself of that guilt. And that was really freeing for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, no I, pressure. Yeah, I felt no guilt. God, maybe I was wrong with me. I was Nothing is wrong with you, Nikki. That's woman. the thing. No, that is the thing that I want to like bust myths right now is like, yeah, I just yeah. felt guilty because it was societal. And I grew yes. up around a lot of girls who just had a lot of babies at like 22 which is fine. That's nothing wrong with that. I just didn't, I felt really out of place in that environment. 
and felt like that's something I had to do and felt guilty for not doing. And so that's kind of where it came from. But I don't think like, if yeah. that's not if you're not feeling guilt, that please. No, I amen. Hallelujah. No, I, I would I would have felt worse as a person who didn't want kids having kids. I think that is the worst thing that you can do if you don't want children and then you you have one because do it out you of are, shoulds. Yeah. Shoulds or or there's a, a terrible situation, like something happens and you're forced into it as opposed to allowing yourself to change your mind totally, or allowing yourself totally. to embrace a situation that I think would have been the worst. And that's what my mom used to say to me too. You know, I don't, didn't have any pressure from my family. And my mom used to say, like, if you don't want children, it would be terrible if you had children. Well, the <laughs> like, other thing, don't do that. You think about this too, Nikki is like, I'm probably what, like 10 years older than you. How old are you? I'm 33. Yeah. So I'm about yep. 10 years older than you. And I think like, our generations, even your generation, my generations, is like that we more have choices in the matter. Correct. And, you know, my mom's generation, birth control wasn't super prevalent and there wasn't a lot of family planning talk. And so times are just so different. I acknowledge yeah. that too. And I acknowledge that there's a lot of women listening to this podcast that maybe don't want to listen, which I appreciate too, because I think that having this discussion when you when you feel like you have a choice in the matter is even difficult to hear because some people don't have a choice in the matter or they are struggling to not have kids or they're struggling to have kids and they want yes. kids. You yes. know, so there's all of that complication and nuance that I do not want to minimize whatsoever. But I think what obviously in my experience, it is a I'm choosing not to have kids by choice, not because I can't have kids. I don't know, maybe I couldn't if I tried, maybe I couldn't have kids. But and then you're talking from the standpoint too of like being able to have power in that choice. And I just wanted to yeah. call that out too. Yeah, I think too, our parents' generation and and beyond also didn't have a choice in terms of, you know, society and options when it comes to like, you know, a lot of us are choosing instead to fulfill our time with other things things that were not available, exactly. different types of careers to women back then, uh, different kinds of home options, different ways to make your money, like all sorts of so you know, many financial things. independence, like so many things. But yes, all those, all of that aside, um, I was choosing and I was backed up. So that was, that was nice to not have, you know, be fight. I think my dad was always just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Come to me when you have a kid. But he was never like, hey, when are you going to pop one out? That wasn't like a, that wasn't something that we feel like family. And if we did- no, no. And if we did, I was very comfortable being like, you never, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I yeah. like my organs where they are and my vagina in one piece. Thank you very much. You know, I work, you know, I work really hard on my physique, on my athletic performance. I have to, I have to work really hard to not be like thick. <laughs> it's in my genetics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I you know, was always fearful I would have cankles forever. And, you know, you can say that that's superficial, but it is. And it was important to me at a time. It was important so, to you. Yeah. 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 Old and I admit that. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we've talked about a lot, especially with like bringing Girls Gone Wild back, doing mm -hmm. a relaunch, because I'm like, I don't want to be so paranoid about talking about fitness and like wanting yeah. to be fit and healthy. However, that looks for you. That's my disclaimer, too, is like, we're not I'm not talking about thin culture. I'm not talking about fitting into whatever size. I'm just saying, like, whatever makes you feel good in your skin. I am celebrating that, you know, and so yeah. that is the kind of the goal. But um, did you get pressure from friends? Because that, that's yeah. one of my favorite stories. We didn't get a lot of pressure. We just got like questions every once in a while. 
Um, one of my favorite stories to tell is when, because um, I wonder if this happened to your husband, but we were at a party. This was like really soon after we got married. We were at some party and we came home that night and Scott was like, yeah, it was so weird. Like someone asked when we were ha- like going to have kids, like that's really, isn't that rude? And I was like, oh my God, welcome to my life. I get that question every single day from like yeah. society. And it was just yeah. so funny because I'm like, oh, that's the first time like he had heard that question. Stop. And as a woman, that's just kind of like the societal next step that you're supposed to all the time. It's basically the time. like oh, you turn 16 and everyone's like, where are you going to college? What are you going to do with your life? And when are you going to like, when are you having you know, kids? Get, ha- get married, having babies. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's real personal, bro. Like just step off for like a second. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, I digress. I don't know where we got off topic, but I know this is yeah. going to happen the entire episode because I'm like, yes, we haven't talked in so long. But yeah. So um, yes. When did the tides change? Right, right. Um, I, I, so this is, uh, I remember this vividly because it was the very, very first time that my thinking shifted. And like, of course, Matt like does not remember because I'll bring it up. I'll be like, remember the first time we started talking about this? And he's like, ah, sure. Okay. Is that when it happened? <laughs> um, but we were, we were in Southern Maine. We were at his cousin's wedding and his uncle stood up and made a speech or I can't remember exactly what it was, did something. And it in that moment, I realized that I was not interested in having a baby, right? And that's all I could think about. I'm like, I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to have an infant. I don't want to like have no life anymore because I'm feeding him every two to three hours and we're not sleeping through the night. But, you know, watching, watching this adult man and his adult son have a very important moment in their life together made me realize kind of like in a blink of an eye that there's a lot more past the infant stage that we would be missing out on that I would like. Because remember me, my whole life didn't like to play house, didn't want to think about ruining my vagina. I didn't want a baby, but I had never really thought about what the rest of my life could look like. And I, I bet you got this question a lot. Who's going to wipe your butt when you're older? Did you 1, get that? thousand percent. Yeah. Who's going to take care of you when you're older? And when you're like, older. Yeah. And it, I mean- <laughs> let me just say this too. I freaking love people like this. I love people who are just so like, <laughs> just like out there and honest and just yeah. fly on their great flag is we were at a fundraiser for Canine Companions, the agency I volunteer for to raise the service dogs. We were at this fundraiser. And these two, they look like a set of best friends that like, you know, those those best friends that you want to be best friends with, because they're just like the life of the party. Yeah. And they were sitting at our table. And they were just like drinking and having a great time and talking about their kids and talk, we were talking about raising dogs. And they were, they said something about having kids. And I was like, Oh, we don't have kids, we're raising dogs. And you know, we made a joke. And, and they're like, I would rather have dogs than kids. Do you want mine? Like they just, Uh and they made a joke too about like, who's going to take care of you when you're older. Cause I said, I think we had that discussion about like whether or not to have kids. And they're like, they're not going to take care of you. They, they, they were like laughing so hard. They go, my kids aren't going to take care of me. What are you talking? And it was Uh just so refreshing to be like, 
That is not a guarantee. And, no. and that's not, and, and, and that is never the reason I want to have a child is just exactly. to be like, will you be my caretaker when I'm older? Exactly. Like- exactly. But I would get that question all the time. And I would be like, A, that's not a reason to have kids because I'm worried about who's going to wipe my ass. And B, my money will wipe my ass when I'm older. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> I will pay for the care that I need I with the money that I did not spend on exactly. sending my shit ass kids to college. Like, exactly. <laughs> anyway. So, so I, I used to feel that question all the time and I dismissed it the way that I dismissed the thought of having an infant before I was ready for it because it just wasn't on my radar or in my purview whatsoever. So in that respect, I never just, I just never thought about like my adult life and adult milestones that I really like, really like going to weddings and watching the father daughter dance. And I really like the speech that, um, that my husband's uncle gave and it was really important to me. And that night, the wedding ended early and we were driving around um, looking for bars for a nightcap, like we do, or like we did, I guess, when we were kids and didn't <laughs> like have did. kids of our own, when the three-day hangover wasn't a thing. Remember that? Oh, my Remember gosh. And I, okay, for the- Okay, let me, let me pause. How many yeah, drinks, yeah. let me, how many drinks, like, I know you're not drinking right now because you're no, nursing, <laughs> but how many drinks normally, like, okay, like, pre-pregnancy- would it take for you to like feel a little bit of a hangover? Because I tell you, it's low for me now. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, it's n- n- now. I mean, geez, like three on the night, two or three on the night, and I'd be yeah. like, oh, same. I need two, a, I need two a or three. bagel. Oh my gosh, it's so. I, I get so mad. Like I think one yeah. night I was at a friend's house and we just kept drinking white wine. And I'm not like a huge white wine drinker, but whatever my body did with that was like, we don't drink this anymore. And the next day I had the worst hangover and I was mad at myself because I was like, body, we can do better than this. Same, same. (laughs) I do that all the time. And the hangovers that last like two whole days, like you drink on a Friday night, your weekend is ruined. Oh my gosh. Monday morning, you're still like mad. And you know, do you ever do this with friends? We're like, let's go out and drink. Let's get drunk. And I'm like, who am I kidding? I'll be in bed by like nine. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm one of those people that like, well, I mean, I used to love going out and like standing shoulder to shoulder at the bar and I love to dance. Like I love to bust a move as does my husband. So, and you're like, a great a dancer. Club night. You oh, have like a good you. dancing background and you are yeah. a great dancer. Yeah. Yeah. But like a good club night would hit right for the both of us. It was fun. And nowadays I'm just like, oh, I kind of feel like the getting ready to go out is more fun than going out. You know, like you and your girlfriends putting on makeup, totally. drinking White Claws, listening to Britney Spears. Put and then the I'm music. like, I just want to do this in the living room for the rest of the night. I don't yeah. even necessarily want to go oh, out to the bar gosh. anymore. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. Okay. Anyway, so you guys were having a nightcap. I am just right. derailing us all over no, the place. No, it's fine. Totally fine. Um, And this was, by the way, we were already married. So this was maybe like 2017-ish. Mm-hmm. And I, for the very, very first time in my life, Googled adoption because I didn't know a goddamn thing. And I was just sure. like, what is this process? Like, what if we what if we did, you know, like Matt, we're going to miss out on like real life milestones if we don't do this, but I'm still not convinced I want to get pregnant. Um, and what if we looked into having a family, you know, what would our options be? And I just remember Googling adoption for like the very first time and realizing that it 
was like the saddest Google search I've ever done. Oh my God. Have you ever done? It's, it's really heartbreaking because there's mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of, you know, information and then there's like adoption centers or, or whatever organizations that put up like names and bios of kids online. Like you're looking at like, like, oh, dog like adoption. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't Googled adoption, but I, used to work for the district attorney's office and I'd always go to the day that the adopted families would, would it, it would be like a final adoption day where it's like final. And it was, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yes. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But, it, but that, it, that it's heart hurt. Just, it's definitely heart hurt. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it hurt. It hurt my heart and soul. And also the number of those kids that were <laughs> listed online sounds like the weirdest thing to say, but the number of them who had disabilities or medical conditions or something, it just, it opened my eyes for the very first time to how sad and difficult that whole situation was. And it started a conversation between my husband and I about could we, and would we do that? And I think eventually we got to, yeah, I think we, I think we could, but I, I wonder if, and we hadn't decided and we were like, I wonder if we would want to try to see if we could have a kid before we went down that route, but understanding, having a better understanding of what that world is like and how many kids need homes and what the situation is made us think differently about it. Because before I had done that, if you had just been like, would you ever adopt? I don't know what my answer would have been. I truly don't. But then Mm -hmm. seeing that being like, okay, maybe I could adopt. Okay. Maybe I could have a family. Okay. How would I want to do that? I also Googled surrogates one time. Cause again, you know, didn't want cankles. That was important. And um, yeah, you know how much that shit costs? Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. I had a friend who was a surrogate for three. She was like three or four children. Wow. Yeah, she it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing process and it's yes. not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and those people are angels amongst us. Like I yeah. wow. Holy yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Them. Like she she rocked and she had two children of her own, which I think that's a requirement that you either I think I don't know, maybe things have changed. It's this was a long time ago, but she had two children of her own and then was like, I have such easy pregnancies that just like she had I think she carried three children. Yeah. Wow. For nice. other families and it's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And we need those people. We absolutely need them. And yes. I'm glad that they're well taken care of. I also wish that that process was cheaper and more affordable yes. and, and all that for the yep. people who who need help versus like just exactly. don't want you to. It's difficult. It's difficult to draw the line of who deserves what. But anyway, that's I had just just for the very first time in my life started like exploring that stuff. And so we very normally and naturally came together and went on this journey of like, no, no kids, definitely not. Okay, maybe would we even want to do this someday? And then we kind of went to, okay, yes, but not anytime soon. And then we got to like, okay, let's like do a couple of things. I got off the pill. And that was a whole like journey in and of itself, for God's sake. Um, and it took me a year to get regular again. Wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, How long and had you everyone's been taking different. It? Yeah. Oh God. Since I was like fourteen. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. 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 And was your husband at the time when you had this? Did you talk to him after you had that like moment at the wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to him that that night as we were driving around looking for our nightcap. I was like, Got Shit, it. You like, were, we're talking. We're going to miss this stuff later on in life. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, hmm. And Were I was you like, slightly I'm drunk? Gonna Google it. <laughs> Were you slightly I, drunk? Yeah, might have been. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I might have been at least. He was driving me around. I was probably had like my feet out the window and I was like, look at that baby. And you're like, we're going to miss out on all these things. 
This is so beautiful. I want one of these. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was a little bit like that. But it was just, it was one of those things where I was like, I know I don't want an infant. I have never liked babies or the thought of having one. But what else is going on? And then I, I also thought to myself, like, I'm kind of a shithead, right? Like, I can fully accept that about myself. But, um, but my husband's pretty great. And so if you told me that there was another person person or two in this world that I could hang out with. Again, not babies, not changing diapers, not whatever. But if there was another like human around who was just like Matt and I could like fill a car full of them and go camping for the weekend, I could get down with that. That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun to me. And it just was a shift in perspective that I'd never had before. So you went off the pill. So got off the pill. That was in like 2018-ish, right after European regionals. I remember I was like on my last pack of pills. And I was talking to Mads about how it was my last. I didn't tell anyone on that trip except him because he's like such an adoring, excited father that I like I knew he would appreciate it. <laughs> so I told Mads that uh, I was on my last pack of pills. Wait, of who's Mads? He freaked out. He's one of the uh, European commentators. Oh, got it. Okay. Like watched those and heard the one dude who can actually pronounce everyone's name. We're all like Thorur's daughter. And he's like, Thor's the Thor. Yeah. What? So the what? Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Um, yeah. How much do you yes. have to study for all that? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I, it took me, it took me a year to have regular cycles again. Yeah. Wild. And I, I didn't know what to expect and, and neither did Matt. So we were like, we were like, okay, maybe I'll get pregnant in two days dun, 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 or maybe not. And it, it took a minute. And I, you know, I remember going to my OB, making a special appointment being like, is everything okay? Do you need to worry yet? Do you need to make tests, like figure out what's going on? And she was very confident. I think she put me on a, she might've put me on a round of Clomid or something to kind of like get things going. Maybe Clomid is a fertility drug. Well, I don't remember what it was, but like Provit something. There's people like shouting into their radios right yeah, now. They're you like, know, come they on, are. Nikki, you know what it is. I but know, it basically, it basically helps with fertility. It basically, that- no, it forced a cycle. I was, oh, on, forced a, a I was cycle. on a med okay. that forced a cycle and that, that seemed to work to sort of kickstart my body into where it was going. And then Matt and I had a whole year where we were like, maybe not, maybe we changed our minds and we were reevaluating and not trying. So I was like regular, good to go. Then we weren't trying for a minute and then 2020 rolled around and I was like, all right, let's do this. And you know what? It takes a minute. Yeah. When, you know, all those lies that we were fed when we were 18 with like, if a boy looks at you wrong, bam. Well, there are all those women out there. They're yelling also in the microphone where they're like, it's also true. But, but what, do you mind sharing what your hesitation was the year in 2019? Were you guys I just, just didn't like, know anymore. I just didn't know. I just yeah. wanted to like make sure that we really wanted to evaluate our relationship and our life and where sure. things were and where how things were going. And, you know, the real, real factor of what we were about to do kicked in. And I was like, what? hold on. Yeah. If you okay, sit and think okay. about it too much, you're like, oh, yeah. geez, this is forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's okay to ride the waves of your thoughts and your emotions and your relationship and your financial situation. And I think it's okay to look at where you are and wonder if you should change your mind. You know, you're not locked into anything. And I think that's important until you have the kid, then you're, you're locked into having the kid. Yeah. Then <laughs> you're until, locked in. Yeah. You got to like actually feed and take care of that thing. <laughs> but until they're here, you know, you absolutely can weigh your options and make sure that you're doing the right thing. So, um, you know, we were wanted to be steadfast and make sure that we were ready. And then it, then it took a sec. And mm. I, I, after I think it, t- it took us about six months 
And after five, I went and made an appointment at the fertility clinic because I was like, listen, I'm 32. My husband is 37. You know, I don't want to try for six more months and then come to you. And then it takes three months to do the testing. And then if we need treatment, that takes another six to, to months to a year or something along those lines. Like, I want to know now what's going on. And so I made an appointment to get blood drawn or check my uterus. I can't remember. I had to wait for my next cycle to start in order to go in and do all that stuff. And it never came. So it was like the magic fertility clinic. <laughs> I was oh. like, I hope I don't have to see you again. But, you know, on day five of your cycle, make an appointment to get your blood drawn. And it it never came. So that was that. Is... And then I, t- I told Matt on his birthday, which was rad. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So what was your like visceral reaction when you found out? Girl. <laughs> Wait, can I, this is actually my favorite story. So, so my cycles had been weird all of 2020 and I couldn't figure out why it was probably just the stress of COVID. And I had just started a business and like all sorts of bullshit. So my, my periods were like frequently like 10, 12 days late, which is really messed up when you're trying to get pregnant, by the way. Oh yeah. Such a mind fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So stupid. And so it was December and we had been trying and I was late, but I was not getting my hopes up at all because it's just kind of like how my year had gone. But, you know, because I'm because <laughs> I'm a regular human, I also like Costco stock pregnancy tests under my <laughs> bathroom mirror just to be like, okay, well, I guess I'll just be on a stick and make sure. Yeah. As one does, you know, as one does. And it was the week of Matt's birthday. And I deliberately said to myself, I'm like, all right, so I'm like 10, 11 days late. I'm not going to pee on a stick until Friday morning, until the morning of Matt's birthday, because in the off chance it's pregnant, it'll be really fun to tell him that day. So all week I'm late and I'm not really thinking about it, but I'm having like hot flashes and like my boobs hurt and like all these things that like I wasn't sleeping, the sleeping and the hot flashes. I was like a furnace. Those were the two things that were weird that I was like, "Mm, what's going on? But also everything is just a sign of your period coming crampy, your boobs hurt, you know, hot and sticky. Like it's I'm just, just wondering how the heck you like waited till Friday. I would have been so like, I need to know right now. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> on Wednesday night of that week, we did heavy deadlifts and pistols and rowing. And I was like sprinting. I was like redlining and we were doing like 200 pound deadlifts and I'm like strapping on my weight belt. And I was like going ham and crushing pistols. And it hit me the next morning, Thursday morning, the day before his birthday, that like, if I'm pregnant, I'm probably doing a whole bunch of shit I shouldn't be doing, right? I shouldn't be drinking 40 ounces of cold brew a day and like, you know, making like deli meat sandwiches. And pounding those white claws. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pounding, yeah, I fig martinis were like my seasonal Ooh, drink that I was crushing. Amazing. They were delicious. <laughs> Highly recommend. Fig vodka. If you can see it at the liquor store, get it. Um, fig and- vodka. Big vodka. It's okay. pricey, but it's worth okay. it. Okay. Okay. She writes it down. I heard the pen click. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. I heard it too. <laughs> Claire would make fun of me so bad because I always have my pen. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. So great. Um, but and and what really hit me that morning was I strapped my my belt on like tight, tight, tight. And like, like did this workout that I absolutely should not have done if I was pregnant. And I panicked joy. Yeah. My goddamn mind. So I peed on a stick and it was possible. And I doubly lost Lost your mind. Shit. Cause I was like, I broke it. 
I broke yeah. the baby. You're like, that's it. I, asked, I just fucked it, it all I up. I fucked yeah. it up completely. And I called Steph Chung, who's one of my closest friends and a CrossFit Games athlete and in nursing school. Because it was early. It was like 6 a.m. And I knew she was up and Matt was still asleep. And I was like, Steph, I fucking, I broke it. I'm fucking pregnant. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I just she, deadlifted I, 200 pounds last night. Yeah, I was pushing. Which like sh- she was laughing at. She was like, whoa, like your 200 pound deadlifts. Like, More like 150. Like, Who are we kidding? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. She's like moving a small bus. You know what I mean? Like no big deal. And I, I was absolutely freaking out that I, that I broke the baby. And she was like, Nikki, that's, that's not how this works. Like you, you are still very, very pregnant. Don't, please don't worry about your pistols rowing and deadlifts last night. And I was like, all right, shit, I'm going to go wake Matt up. And she was like, no, she was like, you have a plan. You were going to tell him on his birthday. You were going to shut up and wait 24 hours to tell him you can't you can't ruin this for him and for you and i was like <gasps> okay <laughs> so what did you like go you went like a wall for a day because I wouldn't have been able to sat, look him in the eye. The hardest day of my life. The hardest day of my life. I sat on that shit for 24 hours. No way. Uh huh. You deserve a medal morning, for that. No thank way. you. I lost my goddamn mind. The next morning, I because his birthday's a week before Christmas. I'm like very adamant about separating the holidays because I don't want. I don't want like this love it. That's a great wife. I have friends who have birthdays so close to Christmas, and I'm always yeah. like making sure to make their birthday a very big deal. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. And what I do every year is because I decorate the tree early because I'm a big Jew and I never grew up with Christmas. So I'm like obsessed with Christmas. It I looks love that like too. the inside of Hobby Lobby in my house. Oh, I love that. Christmas. I love that so much. It's awesome. Because I've never had an excuse to. And now my husband is like basically yeah. atheist. He doesn't oh, really my... give a shit. And I'm like, you celebrate Christmas. So That's we're going to so go all out. I love it. Um, <laughs> You're like, I'm I a big do... Jew that never got to have Christmas. <laughs> I, I am did. taking Christmas. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. As, and also, side note, super side note, everyone should get into an interfaith relationship because it is so much easier to do holidays. Glorious. Uh, yeah. You know? Celebrate every Christmas at his house and every Hanukkah at my house. And it's Oh, my gosh. Home. Yeah, that's a good... I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, how can we change religions? <laughs> Real quick. Just, like, hop over the fence super fast. I'll be over here if you need me. Um, but so every year what I do for his birthday is I put all of his birthday presents under the tree until after his birthday. And then I put all the Christmas presents under the tree and it's fun. Cause I, they're like all wrapped, but different paper. So he'll like, you know, there'll be like three or four presents for his birthday under the tree. And then all of a sudden there's like 10 or 15 and it's like, where do these come from? Are these all for me? And it's kind of like fun and exciting. Oh, that's so cute. You're such a good wife. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Good partner. I hate saying wife. It makes me feel like I'm in the 1950s, but you're a good partner. Well, I like a good supportive partner. It matter to me either way. Um, but he opened up, so I got him an Oculus, which was really fun. And I thought that was going to be like my big gift. Like, holy shit. Like we have like VR video game fun. Um, but then my mom showed me up because she got him a Louis Vuitton wallet. <sighs> mom. <sighs> We're so bougie in this house, but like, I love it. But <laughs> I can't, he, can't quite afford it, but my mom can. So yeah. she gets us, she, she makes us extra bougie. Oh, I love glorious. it. Is he and the he kind to wear, to, to wear, to carry a Louis Vuitton wallet? Is he that type? He's sneaky bougie. Okay. Like, I he love sneaky bougie. He doesn't like, you can't tell because he grew up like hunting and in the woods. And, you know, like the nicest thing he owns is his LLB and boots. But like, but then like, you know, mom got, gets in this nice leather wallet and he's like, I I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, yeah. yeah. And like his skincare routine is bougie. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Fancy coffee machines. Uh, no, none of that. But like luxury vehicle. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but then dirt under his nails. It's very bizarre. I it's made really him good. bougie. Yeah. Well, I, I I appreciate the contrast because Scott's super bougie and like style, but he loves sports yeah. and watching like and playing video games and do. He's not yeah. like a get dirty type of guy. Like not. I mean, whatever. He does yard work, but he's not like going camping yeah. or anything. But yeah. I like the dichotomy of like he'll we'll be watching basketball together and he's telling me all about the team and like the history of all the players and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he'll be like seeing someone on the bench who's benched that week and be like oh my god look at that suit that's amazing you know like he uh-huh. notices uh-huh. uh-huh like yeah i love you that will be it's- out like cleaning the chicken coop in his canada goose and i'm like oh could you like could you like, not wear Ooh. your thousand dollar coat out there please? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like oh that's scary okay so presents Where was i oh right, right right and i so what i did was i um i wrapped a little box and I put some stance socks in there for him for the gym and then they were sitting on top of some like uh, uh tissue paper and so he opened them and he was like oh great new socks for the gym and I get them for him you know for every occasion because you don't just buy $14 socks any day no. of the week they have to be for a reason yeah and underneath he, he was like why are they in this weird box and I was like oh maybe there's something else in the box and when he pulled out the tissue paper there was a pair of matching baby stance socks in there so like daddy baby matching socks and that was how i told him so steph was right i had this glorious plan and i i could not have and should not have ruined it but that was the hardest day ever to sit on that news and he cried oh that's so great it was awesome it was so awesome i love it i love it okay so you're pregnant it's a pandemic yeah. And you're you're working. And I know we yeah. we we need to do like a part 2 and 3 series cuz I just looked at the time yeah, and we've I was been like talking oh, for a long time. Really Sorry. have it's great. No, don't apologize, never apologize for talking. I want to talk a little bit about just your experience of <laughs> being pregnant during a pandemic and I guess just like the working piece and like how you were feeling and then traveling to do the CrossFit games and doing you know reporting like what was your what was your mindset through all of that like did you have an easy pregnancy did you have a tough pregnancy was it just kind of like in the middle what did it go up and down like what was your experience like yeah i had a super easy pregnancy i really really did i was never sick which is wild because everything in the world makes me sick so we used to joke about you know someday if i was pregnant like good luck because like every i just my body takes everything out on my gi system so like you know and i'm like stupid things like i get motion sick and yeah and coffee on an empty stomach like just everything makes me queasy so i was never sick you know, first trimester blows for everyone for different reasons. I was very tired and I did have some food aversions and I still like don't, haven't really eaten a vegetable, but <laughs> carbs for life. I but know, for I'm the like, most oh, part, makes two of us. I hate eating I mean, vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it was easy and I felt good. I was very active throughout my whole pregnancy. I CrossFit throughout my entire pregnancy, you know, with the proper scaling throughout and uh, started a business in 2020. So I was working, I'm telling you like- And that's your marketing business, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started a digital ad agency with a couple partners and I was working 12, 14 hours a day. There were days I would sit down at my computer in the morning and I would work all the way through, You know, we would go to the CrossFit gym at 5.30 and then I would come home, make dinner 
And then I would get back on my computer until like 11. And it's just startup life, you know, so that that was happening. And then the pandemic was stressful, but it kind of allowed me to just sort of like be a shut in, like be a hermit, work on my business go to just business in the gym, business in the gym. And that was it. We were wearing masks at the gym. So I felt comfortable doing that. When we, when masks went away, we have a good outdoor area. So I stayed outdoors for longer than, than others, because I was a little bit just more concerned in general about being pregnant. I uh, got the vaccine at the recommendation of my OB while I was pregnant. And then, you know, data later on came out that we were passing those immunities on to our, our not yet born babies. So that was great. I felt better about that. And then part one of the CrossFit Games came and I had to get on a plane. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't remember being nervous because I was doing everything that I could to be safe. You know what I mean? And yeah. we all, we all had to get tested ahead of time. We got tested on site. We were, we were in a bubble. We were wearing double, triple masks. You know, we ordered N95s for our house, like all sorts of, and I was vaccinated, but all sorts of things were going down and um, no, wait, was I vaccinated at the time? Were vaccines a thing? Yeah. Oh, oh my, yeah. Where's my timeline? Yeah. yeah okay, timeline. So this would be because the CrossFit games, oh my gosh, where are we at? Well, this would be the most recent 2021. When did you get vaccinated? No, 2020, I traveled for the CrossFit games. Oh, 2020. October. Yeah. Oh, so vaccines were not until earlier this year, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least for me, I don't think people were vaccinated. Yeah. I think people started getting vaccinated like December, maybe of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And I was later, I was in the spring and Matt was early because he works in healthcare. But um, yeah, I, no, no, October of 2020 for part one of the CrossFit Games, they flew me out to Aromas. Okay. Yep. That's right. Uh And that was like a, yeah, I was like, oh God, but we were doing, yeah. And testing wasn't even a really big thing then. I remember because we would have to quarantine for 10 days anytime anything happened. So my brother moved in with us in September of that year and and we had to quarantine because he came in off a flight and I traveled that year because I had, you know, come in and off a flight and yeah. And you're right. And I found out I was pregnant after that. And then, yeah. And then I traveled after. So it was wild. It was just, it was, it was crazy. Um, and when, when the semifinals came around this year, I felt a little bit better because I was already vaccinated and there were very strict regulations in place as far as travel went. So I was like feeling better. And then the day before I got to the Mac, <laughs> the day before mask restrictions were lifted in the entire state or or in that county or something like something was happening in Tennessee and in the stadium too where like originally all spectators were going to wear masks and I like was not concerned about it and then like the day before I got there Mm. they were like no free reign and I remember being really I remember being really really panicked because uh, we we were just being more conservative about of course than others you know just given this given the circumstances but man, I really wanted to go and I really wanted to work still. And I don't know. I just, I, I put on my double masks for the flight and then I yeah. got off the plane. And you controlled I, what you could control. Yes, exactly. And I, w- I said I was going to continue wearing masks while I was there. But it was crazy how in an environment when where no one else was, how quickly I felt like I wanted to go back to normal. 
And so I started off like day one, like a lot of people were wearing, were not wearing them. And I was, and then come day two, I was like, all right, I'm going to Starbucks. Who wants what? And I felt completely different walking in without a mask. It just very quickly like snapped me back. Yeah. To, Cause like, what oh, month yeah. was that again? It was in the spring. Spring of 2021. So it was yeah. probably like April, but what, like March, April, where, right. where a lot of people were vaccinated enough and where people mm-hmm. were starting to do that thing where they're like, yeah, we can lift mass. Ma-. I, I I remember that because I too felt so, at first I was like, mm, should we? We're so used to masks. And then yes. once I felt like, oh, vaccinations, that is what's going to get us through this and we're fine now. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, we know more about people who aren't yes. getting vaccinated. That's all a problem. But like that is that was my feeling, too, of like, we're going to be OK now because people yeah. are getting vaccinated. So we can yeah. wear, we don't need to wear masks. So I could I could I remember that feeling, too. Yeah. I and I was like, wow. Like I at first I was like judging people at Target who decided that they were going to like not wear masks anymore because. It was oh, yeah. Loud. And I was, I like, was too. Whatever. We're at Target. It's easy to put a mask on. And then I yeah. all of a sudden I was like, whoo, this is nice. I oh can my gosh. breathe. Let's I go. I did the exact same thing. I was like, really? <laughs> we're just going to go back to normal. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah, I was. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. all very judgy filled. Yeah. The whole so, yeah, t- last two years have just been people judging each other. <laughs> I know it's been rough. It's been rough. And then it was a little bit weirder in Vegas because when I, the next uh, event I did was, um, was the West coast classic. And that felt a little bit, I was a little bit more concerned when I was there because it was like Vegas in general is just more shoulder to shoulder people, every just walls of people. You can't have free space. Also, have you been to Vegas? Have you been to Vegas? Absolutely. Uh, it's a two day, two, three day max. Yeah. Two days is two days is just enough. Three days is way too much. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I used to love Vegas, like adore it. I, I have one I of the have... best stories <laughs> <laughs> about Vegas. Do I want to hear it? <laughs> and I have such a good photo of me being so hungover. I should find it and send a picture to you because it's Please. not digital. This was pre, you know, digital phones. But I have the best photo of me, like someone took a picture of me in the morning, and I was so hungover. It is just me in pajamas, like standing up next to my hotel bed, holding my stomach, just looking down at the ground. (laughs) Is there like a pile of vomit at your feet? No, I oddly don't, like, thank God, knock on wood, I like never really puke when I'm hungover. But I just was like standing there like, Maybe I should puke because it'd probably make me feel better. But I just like, you know what I mean? Anyway, one of the best stories, I'll make it super short because I know we're running out of time. But like my friends and I went to went there for a bachelorette party and we went to the strip club that had like three floors and like one floor was a female floor, one floor is all male. And then I don't know what the third floor was, like whatever. (laughs) And whatever you want. Whatever you want. (laughs) We got it. Everything goes and it's great. And I just remember going to like the male floor and we were watching like the male strippers, whatever. And I passed by the bathroom and you could see like the dressing room where the male strippers were coming in and out of. And they were just doing push-ups on the ground, like getting Uh, their muscles all big. Yeah. (laughs) And then we somehow made friends with the stripper, as you do. And uh, he... he What? Yeah. What? We made friends with the stripper. We were all so drunk that, uh, God, mom, I hope you're not listening. Actually, my mom would laugh so hard at the story. But we were all so drunk. And then we're like, come to our room. We're staying at the penthouse. We had like, somehow we got the penthouse at the, the Bellagio. So we had this huge, like the entire top floor at the Bellagio. And we're like, come to our room. We're having a 
party. Like we weren't having a party. We were all just going back and like going to crash. Next thing you know, knock, 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 knock. No. Strippers no. at the door. <gasps> Strippers at the door. That you didn't pay for. No. Free strippers? Y'all got free strippers in Vegas? Are you kidding me? We sure did. Stop it. Yeah. And these are like real club strippers, not like the like $1.50 strippers that you picked up on the corner because they couldn't get into the club strippers. No, no. They were Uh like, uh they're like, you girls are so fun that we are bringing the party to you. Yeah. I'm dead i'm dead was it you epic? should hang out with me more often it? oh just... my god <laughs> it was so great to this day it's like one of the best memories of like it was so oh fun i don't god. think like much happened after we like hung out with him but it was just almost to where we're like yeah the luster kind of wore off after you like meet him in real life like <laughs> oh no don't say that really <laughs> Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> I love a good male stripper show. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty so amazing. Fun. He was pretty. He was pretty. I hot. didn't think that I would like them at all, and then I went to Vegas for a bachelorette party a few years ago, and we went to like the original Chippendales, and like we all sat down, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is stupid." And then they all walked out, and my <laughs> my girlfriend, who it was her bachelorette party, was hammered, and she just stood up in the middle of the crowd, and she was like, "Show us your dick," and I was like, instantly, like I was. Like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. It is the I love this show. Second, I mean, honest (laughs) to goodness, if like we were all to just grab a gaggle of girlfriends and go to a strip club or like a chip and dill, like there is just an an animalistic something that comes out that you're just like, yes. I mean, it is the it is so fun. Fun. It's cheesy fun. Like it's like campy cheesy. Because you know you're not like like, what are you gonna like have sex with these strippers? No, it's just like there's this. Part of you that like really just wants to let that out, and I think it's yeah. hilarious. It's so and funny. Laugh at it. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, okay. um, where I was going with this was I don't like Vegas anymore. <laughs> as like a twenty-something, I just adored it for two or three days. It was so much fun, and now as a thirty-something, I I distinctly remember. And I was also like super pregnant. I think I was like thirty-one weeks or something, something yeah. like that when I was there. And I was just like, there's too many people. The casino smell like smoke. I was working long days because that's what it's like when we gig. And I was super pregnant. And I We didn't go out. It was super hot also. Oh, yeah. 100 degrees after the sun went down. And I think the only thing I was really worried about pregnant was being hot. Like, I was never worried about, like, my heart rate when I was working out or anything along those lines. But I was like, I think I'm really not supposed to overheat. That's, like, a, that's an actual thing. Yeah. Um. So, I remember calling Matt from from the gig with one whole day left being like, I just want to come home. And I had never said that. I used to be like, I'm going to gig. I'll be back in two weeks. Like, don't forget what I look like. But, like, also maybe forget what I look like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I totally. used to be so You're fun like, and independent. You're like, I'm in. We're committed. Out. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, and then I remember calling him being like i just want to come home to you at my bed and he was like what <laughs> what are you talking about like nikki you're the chick that blink twice days blink yeah, twice yeah. if they have you hostage who are you and what have you done with my wife but i think i was just i was leaning into this season of life that i'm now in with an actual human baby um and accepting the change in who i am and my personality and my likes and dislikes and i i fought it so hard for so long i was like nah i'm not gonna be that mom, I'm just going to be me, but with a baby and whatever. And that's all true. But you know what? Me with a baby maybe doesn't fucking like Vegas anymore. So what? You know, like I'm not, I'm not, not cool for thinking that I'm just me. 
different. So whatever. You know exactly. what I like? Still male strip clubs. So bring it on. Just saying. We're going. But maybe right. not in Vegas. Let's do next, it here. Next Girls Gone Wild trip, we're coming to you, Nikki. Oh, we're coming to you. We'll do, we'll do it up in Rhode Island. Yeah, we no really should. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I will get you the best, uh, what do we have here? Calamari that yeah. you've ever had. There I, you go. I really <laughs> would like to make that happen. Just to say that we were the first people that did it up in Rhode Island. <laughs> Bring it on. That's what we're here for. <laughs> But yeah, um, so that was that was wild, and then and then games. Obviously, this year was um, it was better. <laughs> it was better. Well, than I was last gonna year. say like okay, <laughs> games this year, and just really quickly, and then I wanna I have one quick question at the end to ask you, but like, which actually could probably be another five episodes. But um, <laughs> the the CrossFit Games this year, you were pretty close to your due date, yeah, girl. I was thirty eight weeks. I mean, that is like <laughs> cutting it close. So were you just like, hey, I'm just gonna take a gamble. <laughs> Um, I, I was adamant, um, and I told the guys that run the organization that I was doing it, you know, I told them early, I told them at, God, I always want to call them sanctionals at semifinals. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll be really pregnant at games. And they were like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Like, you know, you're not going to come out there 38 weeks. And I was like, watch me fucking watch me. And that was a conversation that I had with them early on. And I was very, very open and adamant about, I am absolutely doing this. I'm doing this because I can, I'm doing this for our sport. I'm doing this because it is really important to me that we not only show and praise all these women who have quote unquote, come back from having a baby, you know, CrossFit's so open and equal when it comes to men and women. And we're so, so quick to talk about these wonderful athletes like Annie and Kara who have, you know, had babies and are still athletic and are still on the podium and chasing their goals. And that's great. But I don't ever remember really seeing stories about them pregnant. I don't right. ever really remember the process. I remember like, you know, they weren't there at games at one point and then all these profiles about how they've come back or what their births were like, or whatever come out. That's afterwards. a really good but, point. Yeah. And I was like, we cannot miss the opportunity to showcase if I'm out here for 40 weeks telling people that the reason I feel good is because I'm still active and I can do all these things because we can scale appropriately and I have great coaches and this methodology is good for every stage of life. But you don't show it, you know, then we're, we're really missing that opportunity. So like, let me do my thing. If I'm comfortable and willing to do it. And my stipulations were, you know, that my husband come with me. Um, across, I obviously didn't like pay for him to come, but I was like, I need him to have the same credentials that I do. I need him to be able to come to the back of the production trucks with me. I need him to be backstage in the Coliseum with me so that if anything happens and my water breaks, you know, I'm not texting him. I'm like, well, come to the front and then I'll come around to the side. Right. No, not that. The, not the east wing, the west wing. Yeah. You know, it's a huge compound. You've been there. So I like, I needed him with me. And then we also, we picked a birthing hospital in Madison um, and called and gave them a heads up, like all sorts of pre-arrangements just in case. And I packed a baby bag, brought it to Madison with me. I had it all. I had it all ready to go in case anything happened. And I'm glad that I did because I got back on a Monday and I was induced that Thursday. Oh my God. That yeah. is just, and I remember being like, that was right. She just got back from the games. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, I loved seeing you. I'm so glad you made that decision. I also am glad that you were able to advocate for that. 
maybe advocate isn't the right word, but just be able to say, I want to do this mm-hmm. and also respect that you felt good. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You, you were like, I'm in a good place to do this. I, it's not like you were pushing yourself out of a comfort zone where you're miserable. Yep. I'm sure it was not the most comfortable thing in the world. And I loved oh. seeing you at the big ass fan because that totally <laughs> oh, reminds me of Claire. Claire, yep. Claire stood by the big ass fan. I was just like, oh my God, this is the best invention ever. Uh-huh. But I almost feel too like just seeing you was like iconic in my mind because of just oh. the style that you had and like the cute, how you would tie the noble shirts and like, that to me was like this representation of a style that I feel like people wanted to copy. And I'm like, that's just so cool. And it was just something that we have never seen before the CrossFit Games. I think that you nailed it of you wanted to be this representation of like what it is to be pregnant. Not that we're like, we just want to see the quote unquote comeback. We want to see the podium. We want to see the people lifting in the gym after they have a baby. It's like, no, this is what it looks like to to carry a child and what it goes through. I mean, I know that sounds really obvious, but you know what I mean? Like to be That's on true. the floor, yeah, literally close, like days away from birthing yes. a child to be like, this is what it looks like to be carrying a child yeah. days away from childbirth. And get people really thinking about that process versus the, okay, so how can we come back? Because that's not, that's not as, I mean, to me, it's like, that's not as important. It just gets a lot of stigma around it and pressure. But to have that representation was just amazing. Right. And to be the representative of the normal person too, right? Like, because I am just a regular average CrossFitter. I'm, you know, and that's, and that, and I've been in the sport for a very long time. I've been a coach for a very long time now. I'm old as hell. Um, but it is, it is kind of like walking the walk and not just talking the talk and not just being this like reporters, like sticking a mic in someone's face, being like, how are those thrusters? I was like, no, no, I do the thrusters. Yep. And I do them like all of you, like all of you watching the stream and like all of you in the crowd and like all of you other super pregnant women who are going into the gym every single day being like, can I still do a pull-up or am I coning? Like I ask myself those questions every day and I just think it because our sport is both professional and community-based, it is important to have representation at every single level. And so that I did really want to be that person. And I'm I'm glad to have been someone that other people could look at and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I could do that. Or like a younger girl to look up and be like, oh, look, she's going to have a baby. And what does that mean? And she's still on the camera and she's still on TV or whatever. Joy and was the hardest thing ever. Was it? Oh, fuck. What I think do you remember probably, about it? There's very good reason why like women don't do super stressful things uh, at 38 weeks pregnant because it was a difficult. I, my feet had never been swollen my entire pregnancy and I could not get my shoes off that week. I had never, it had never happened before. And I was an emotional wreck and Matt had to like overnight, had to learn to become a therapist to help me and, and wasn't sleeping. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot, Um, but it was, it was worth it for me and for my career and for the sport to me, I would do it again. Um, But it was rough. It was Mm -hmm. not easy. Yeah, I was wondering about that too, of just like how how you really you were feeling so close and also just like such intense tense work close to having a baby. It's just an emotional roller coaster anyway, working yep. any event, you know. Yeah, and, and sure. It's it's like um God, it's like shared misery. Like it's just really, really high stakes, high emotional value all day long 
for 14 hours a day working for, and just, you know, like riding up and down and up and down. And I, I'm not nervous to go on camera, but I always get this rush of adrenaline right before a question. And, and those, all those feelings are just amplified when you're pregnant and your hormones are raging. So it was like the really big swings and that that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is the, the piece that you said about like, quote unquote, normal people that we don't always have to be looking at the ripped I mean that's just not CrossFit like we are all different body types in different phases of our life yeah different phases of our life and carrying a child is one of them yeah I'll ne- and I'll, I'll never like I, I forever I will remember like interviewing Annie and having her cry and having her talk about coming back and and the because she's also been very open and vocal about her struggles postpartum her struggles with traumatic birth which I also had um, and what that means for the rest of her life and her goals, not what it means for her quote unquote coming back, which is for the rest of her life and her goals. And having having had that conversation with her on camera into a microphone while 38 weeks pregnant, I think I'll, I will never forget that. Mm, I, I could do tell it all again just to have that moment. I could tell, I could really tell there was, a, there was something special between you two during that conversation. Yeah. If listeners don't know what we're talking about, you can Google it. Annie Thor's daughter. CrossFit Games 2021. Yeah, Yeah, it was was great. All right. Last quick question before we end. And then we're just going to have to do another one if you're up for it. Um, Because there's just such good this this was such a good conversation. And I'm just so glad we connected. I love that you love products. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Can I try (laughs) if I could turn the camera over and you could see my desk? It's disgusting. So instead of going into like a lot of products, what's one product you're like loving right? It could be anything, hair, makeup, nails, anything with a baby. I don't care what it is, but I know I love that you love products so much. And I love talking about products right now. I'm really into new wash. Like I talk about my new wash all the time for my hair. What's something that you love? I love the entire line of Huda makeup, Huda Beauty. Do you use her at all? No. Oh my God, girl. Wait, how do we so, spell pens H-U-D- out? Yeah, pens out. Click, click, click. Um, H-U-D-A. She is unbelievable. I think that she originally started out as like um like a YouTube makeup person, Instagram okay. makeup person, and she like developed her own line that they were selling just with on her website. Now they sell it at Sephora too. But I'm like, I love playing with makeup and I'm like not a natural makeup person, period. Like, give me full coverage, give me all the pigments, give me all the like. If I don't look like I just stepped out of a photoshopped magazine, like why did I waste my time in my mirror? That's how I love I that about you. I wish, yeah. see, I wish I could do more makeup, but I feel like I maybe I need to learn. But there's just something like claustrophobic about putting too much makeup on that, like I just like get it off me. So mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. like less makeup, but like bolder. Yes, but I so appreciate that you're just like put it all on me, like I'm oh, photoshopped. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. Full coverage. Because it looks great. Pour. It looks oh, yeah. great. <laughs> Obsessed. But her, so I love all of her stuff. Um, okay. Her foundation specifically, her liquid foundation specifically is like my absolute favorite. It's super full coverage. It's really beautiful. The shade range is is lovely and wonderful. And she's from the Middle East. So she has like a good shade range, which I really appreciate. And yeah. Highly oh my gosh. Fun. You just delivered. You yeah. nailed that question. You were like, I'm ready for it. Right out of the gate. Yeah. All right. Her eyeshadow uh, eyeshadow palettes you would love. Oh, okay. I'm loving eyeshadows. I'm really loving Sephora has, I'm going to post it too. I posted it like a few weeks ago, but uh, Sephora has this like shadow stick 
that I'm loving right now. And I'm like, anything from Sephora that's not like $500, I'm like, great. But I Mm -hmm. am always down for new products. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay, can I give you one more? Sorry, I know this was supposed to be Please. Okay, there's, hold on, I'm going to pull it off the thing so I don't say it wrong. So this is my favorite. I'm not natural, but in the summertime when I was sweating all the time because I was super pregnant, I would just use this. Can you see it if I do that? Okay, so it's the Tarte BB Tinted Treatment Primer. Okay, Tarte BB Tinted Primer, like BB cream. It's a BB cream, but it's also a primer for under your makeup, and it's also tinted, and it also is SPF 30. Okay. So in the summer, this is all that I would wear if I didn't want to put any makeup on, but it would make it my last step. Okay. So I would do like like wash my face and then like uh, like a serum and then a moisturizer and then just this. And then this and, primer, but it's yeah, tinted. This, but it's tinted. Okay. So I could just wear it out or I could wear it under all the rest of my makeup. And it would makeup. give you just enough of that photo finish, photoshopped mm-hmm. finish that you felt comfortable exactly. going out. Exactly. <laughs> so I highly, highly recommend that because it was all the things all at once and it feels nice and silky. Well, this is this is the best. I feel like people are going to be so satisfied by this conversation because it just took so many great turns. We talked about booze. We talked about strippers. We talked about products. We talked about childbirth. Well, we didn't talk about childbirth. Carrying yeah. a child. We will then talk about childbirth eventually. And Excellent. we'll talk about postpartum. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm, I'm sure for it. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. We talked about yeah. whether or not to have kids. We were all over the place and I love it. I thought this was a wonderful conversation. So tell the listeners where they can find you on socials. Oh yeah. I'm reporter Nicole on Instagram. And that's basically it. Cause I, you know, too uh too old and tired for Facebook, uh, and too old for TikTok too. Yeah. So I just Amen. live on the gram. Living on the gram. And you can find us on Instagram, Joy and Claire underscore. You can subscribe to this feed, obviously, if you haven't, because we are back. You can visit our website, girlsgonewadpodcast.com, and shoot us an email, girlsgonewad at gmail.com. That is it for this week. Nikki, you're the best. I'll see you soon, I'm sure. We're going to do this again. Okay. Bye. Like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it. Like we do it. Like we do it. Like we do it.